Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Mike Spring. And every once in a while, you know, we do interviews with folks that have uh, found voice acting as a new avocation and sometimes even a new vocation where they're doing it full time. And then we come across some folks that you may know that are actors that also do voice acting. And that's what today's two interviews are all about. Go ahead. Tell them all about it. (laughs) Well, I have recently had occasion to speak with a couple of actors who you might know. Uh, The first one was D.B. Sweeney, probably most famous for uh, the movie The Cutting Edge and um, some other movies like Fire in the Sky. He was on 24 for a season. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of these kind of character actors who's been around for a very long time. Even if you don't know the name, I'm sure once you see him, you'd know him. And you may even know his his voice when you hear it in a few moments. Absolutely. And the second person I spoke to was Dave Foley, very popular on um, news radio. He was one of the original kids in the hall and he does a lot of guest starring roles on tv now that i see yeah he's all over the place always funny i've seen him in serious stuff like csi but i've also seen him on some comedies and you know so he gets around as well and he did a movie, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little film you might have heard of called A Bug's Life, one of Pixar's <laughs> earliest successes. He was actually the lead role of Flick. D.B. Sweeney also has done a good amount of voice acting. He was the lead role in Disney's Dinosaur, which was not a Pixar film. It was right around the time Pixar started, um, but it was Disney's first attempt at a computer-generated animated film. Interesting. So both of these guys have done a lot of big, big roles in the voiceover world, and I got a chance to talk to them a little bit about what those roles were like, what it was like recording, and of course, their thoughts on everyone's favorite animation studio, Pixar. I have given up on asking Mike where he finds these people, but I'm glad he does. Let's listen. My, my little black book extends far and wide into the Hollywood <laughs> Hills. Okay, now let's listen. curious about your voiceover work that you did in, you know, like Dinosaur and Brother Bear and what you like about voiceover work and, and also if you have plans to do any more of it. Yeah, you know, I, I would love to do another animated movie, especially I would give anything to be in a Pixar movie because Pixar is really the only studio left in Hollywood. I mean, everything else is just, a, you know, a distribution clearinghouse that no studio has like the way Warner Brothers back in the 30s and 40s had, you know, the Warner Brothers, you know, uh, the, the action movies that they had, you know, the Bogart and Caggy movies and they had a real, you knew when you were watching a Warner Brothers movie. And, uh, you know, and then Disney had a, had an imprinter for a long time, obviously on family entertainment. But now all of that's sort of gone away and they all just do whatever they can to try and make money. But Pixar comes out with a movie that you know you can watch with your kids. It's going to be sophisticated enough to keep parents interested and funny enough to keep the kids interested. And it's going to be emotional and it's going to be great. And they, I don't know how many they've made, nine or ten or whatever, but they've all been home runs. And nobody's ever done that. And, and they're, you know... So, I mean, they should bet whatever movie they put out should be best picture every year and they've never won it once. So I just think it's kind of funny. But uh, so I would love to work for that company because there's so much thought that goes into the characters. And, you know, you could you're like the finishing touch on these you know animated roles. I I had a lot of fun working on Dinosaur and and I've made most of my living over the last 15 years or so doing voiceovers for companies like Lincoln Cars and uh, Bud Light Beer and. Um, and currently I'm doing John Deere and a couple other things. So I really enjoyed the process of voiceovers because, you know, you sort of, once you take your face out of it, you really have to be specific and you have to sort of distill down what you're trying to communicate. So it's a kind of an interesting art form. And I always was a big fan of the radio. You know, you know I used to listen to the Bob and Ray show when I was a kid, you know, recordings of it. And so I, I'm really interested in, in, in radio and the idea of just using your voice. 
in addition to all your on-camera work, I don't, I don't know that a lot of people realize you do a, a pretty decent amount of voiceover work as well. Um, obviously, Flick in, in A Bug's Life, but a lot of um, yeah. you know animated series and stuff like that. Is there anything that you like about voice acting better than on-camera acting? How do you feel? How are they different? Uh, it's not that I was anything I like better about it. I mean, it's it's different in that in that you're only one part of the uh, character. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're providing one element of the character, and that's the voice. You know, and I guess or you know, the, the, a sense of timing. And then other people are creating all the physical side of the of the performance. So you're really collaborating with animators and the director, and you know, in a, in a pretty uh, you know even way. You're just one element. And it's fun, you know, because you just go into a room and you don't have to dress up or put on makeup. You you do have to stand in the middle of a room and and pretend that things are going on around you. And you know that you know so a lot of times that just feels silly. You know, and you have to you know pretend to be getting beat up or bounced off a rock or you know that can start to feel pretty silly. And going back to a Bug's Life, when you worked with Pixar on that film, it was their second movie. And now they've kind of gone on to become this huge Hollywood juggernaut movie studio everybody wants to work with. What was that experience like for you? Uh, well, I knew what they already were because I was a huge fan of, of Toy Story and thought, you know, that they had, you know, the, and I've always been a big fan of animation, so I was following the stuff they were developing and thought, you know, that they were brilliant and just like great storytellers and that they'd taken, like, the, the technical side of it further than anybody else. I went into audition not thinking I would get a part in the movie, but just because I wanted to really meet the guys who did the Toy Story. And definitely, as we were making it, I just knew these people were brilliant, you know, incredibly, incredibly talented and dedicated artists. You know, and John Lasseter and Andrew Stanton, who directed A Bug's Life, were just like, the coolest guys on Earth. So, you know, you know we've, we've stayed friends, you know, all these years later. And in fact, John brought me back in to do uh, Trap and Landing for Disney. At the time of Bugs Life, uh, the year it came out, we had the record for the highest Thanksgiving weekend uh, box office grosses. And I think Pixar has gone on to break that record every year since then, so no one remembers. Well, it's still a very well-loved film, so I'm, I'm sure you're very proud of it. I am very, very proud of it. I still watch it every once in a while with my kids. Well, once again, Mike, thank you for taking the time to uh, not only track these guys down, and I still don't know how he does that, and, uh, and also uh, for the time you took in interviewing these folks. Interesting that D.B. Sweeney has been um, really making a good living the last 15 years or so doing uh, commercial voiceovers, kind of his, his bread and butter, even though he was an established screen actor and TV actor before. Yeah, it just goes to show you how much voiceover work is out there and how there's so many different types of people doing it nowadays. Well, as you can probably tell, we have fun in the voice acting business. We get to interview interesting people along the way. If you're thinking you'd like to learn more, Voice Coaches offers a one-evening adult education class called Getting Paid to Talk, an introduction to voice acting. We're at universities, colleges, and schools all around the country, and there's a good chance we'll be near you soon. That's right. The week of December 6th, watch for us in Windsor, Middletown, and Falls Village, Connecticut, Westerly, Rhode Island, Springfield, Massachusetts, and South Brunswick, New Jersey. We're really blanketing the Northeast there. You got it. And 
we've got you covered from uh, uh, sea to si- well, maybe not sea to shining sea, but from uh, lake to shining sea in New York State the week of December 6th. Uh, we're going to be in the Buffalo area for three or four nights, also uh, Rockville Center and Setauket down on Long Island, and North Nyack, New York. Now, for exact dates and locations, you just have to call us at 1-866-887-2834. Or you can email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com, and that is, of course, where we also accept questions, suggestions, comments, and uh, hey, if you've got any tips on how we can get a really good parking space at the mall during the holiday shopping season, that would be helpful as well. I suggest you just call a cab. It's easy. Yeah, I could do that. Not a bad idea. So enjoy your week. We'll be back here next week with Voice Coaches Radio. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. It was a Disney computer-generated animated movie. Mm. Computer-generated animated. You got it. That's a lot. Yes. (laughs) Have a great week. We'll join you again next week for another edition of Voice Coaches Radio. Enjoy your... So enjoy your week. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your week. Yeah, all right, yeah.